this is true buzz that mary jane now we ain't new to this crypto hey <laughs> cheers juice was good as this round two baby yeah you know we're back we said we're gonna do episode two number and it's two hitting a little sooner almost than i anticipated honestly me too but there's some crazy shit you're saying is going on yeah. right now yeah the last hundred days have been pretty pretty banging actually like the last really 30 days Oh, so, shit. Yeah. Big things in these past 30 days, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited to get all into that, man. <laughs> we'll break it down, brother. We'll break it down. But before we do that, I just want to hit you with a little weed news, as I'm sure you've heard. Let me pull up the little article here. This is from uh, U.S. Today. Just giving credit. Arizona, New Jersey, South Dakota, and Montana all passed legalization Tuesday, permitting the possession of weed by adults, which means 15 states have legalized recreational weed were voted to re, uh, legalize it. What do you think about this, man? Well, what are your thoughts on people coming around here with this? Uh... About time. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? I think <laughs> <laughs> I think the majority of people think it's kind of ridiculous. It's not just totally, you know, decriminalized on every level. And honestly, the thing that makes me most excited about, on, like, honestly, yeah, obviously that's cool. But I mean, I don't live in any of those states, but I'm happy for those people that do in case they do partake. But it's also, to my knowledge, a lot of the time when they do that, they also expunge all the criminal records for people with, you know, small possession, like low. Yeah. These motherfuckers like who get in life over a fucking joint type yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. You really feel for these people. I mean, it's insane to think that it's medicine in half the country, but someone can be put in jail in other countries. And especially if they get a felony, now they can't even vote. And that's I mean, what's it messes nuts. with a lot of stuff. Well, and that's what's nuts to me is like, okay, so yeah. these people who a lot of times that might be their second or third offense, right. they get caught with a joint or whatever, and now they're in jail for life. It's like, think of these motherfuckers out here who have fucking like eight DUIs. Right. Still rolling the streets. Roaming the streets. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's messed up. But that, that shows you the, the business of prisons, right? And it's, that's a whole nother discussion. But that's honestly one thing I think about that stuff. It's like, yeah, you're happy for those people who, you know, do partake without they don't have to worry about it. But that cuts down on probably some, you know, black street crime. Well, not black street, I'm talking like a, um, like cartels, you know, that's just yeah. cut into the cartels business. What am I thinking of the, the uh, black, black market, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> black market kind of stuff, right? It's going to cut down on like black market type of drugs. And then all these people, well, yeah, well, who that, get expunged records, well, that, that's That's huge. the crazy thing, though, that yeah. we're seeing out here in California, though, is that it does, but it doesn't because the price right. fluctuation is sure. insane. Sure. So that that's my whole tangent that I always spit to people is like, sure. it's crazy because yes, it's amazing and I'm yeah. all for it hundred percent, but just right. in terms of the black and gray market, it's like that shit's going to thrive because you have these companies just fucking outright just bending people over, but they have to because they're getting taxed because they have to have all right. these fucking permits and shit. Yeah. That's where the game's all fucked up. Right. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's it's a weird fucking time, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, you know, right now we're, you know, in the middle of all these votes getting counted. And I don't like to really talk politics, but we'll see, you know, if the, you know, if the, it's a blue wave that kind of takes over. They have talked about, you know, legalization of marijuana nationwide. So I, we'll see. And I guess I've what seen happens. I need to dive in more to that because I've heard yeah. a lot about the decriminalization of it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I've been this. Uh, 
yeah, this whole situation right now is crazy. Huh? It's crazy, man. It's it is it is it's crazy. But you know that's a that's a lot of states, and they all passed. Uh, yes, yeah, like how many more? Like what? No. What? And this is my thing too that I always say is like, what right. the fuck's the tipping point, right? How many? Yeah, it's like it's we like, need forty nine. Like we states. got fifteen here. Like, <laughs> even if you just put it in terms of just straight weight, right? Like, it's like these fifteen states weigh this much landmass on a teeter totter. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Like, really like, valid like, point. Like, what's the fucking tipping point? Like, what? Or it's just yeah. the sheer size of it. Or and you could break it down by population. population. Yeah, yeah. The population. I mean, California's obviously got the huge population. You got New York. No, New York. That's still. That's not legal. The, is it? Um, I believe they're past some medicinal. I know. I New, think they're medicinal. New Jersey, New Jersey. New Jersey. And, and I want to do some fucking funny videos with this shit. Like picture, like fucking <laughs> some fucking Guidos getting all excited. Fucking eating we, some. We eat. fucking legal now. Motherfucker. Then going up and getting their their roll with the, the Taylor ham on it. <laughs> oh, bro! I've, I should. I meant to send you a picture. I made some fucking good ones the other day. I made some nice. for the new roommates here. Oh, really? A little ham roll. What do you, wait, okay, what do you call? I hear there's this uh, discrepancy between North Jersey and South Jersey. Everyone calls it a different thing. Are you from the North part, right? I'll do both. I'll say, but if I'm going to order, I'm going to say Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Because so you, you, yeah. you are from the North part, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay. So I'm not going to say pork roll, egg, and cheese. Oh, but, pork roll. That's what I meant to say. But Taylor ham just sounds, it's just what I, that's the same shit I got out here. People say you can't get it, but you go yeah. to the Grove, they fucking sell it at a McGonagall's meat market, man. Dang. Fucking, they sell like the one pound thing and they sell like okay. the fucking three pound fatties. Wow. That shit's where it's at, man. That's so I, I'm just double checking on New York because I think it's medicinal. Cool. I'm pretty sure it's at least medicinal, to be honest with you. But by all means, <laughs> I could be well wrong. It's been deep. Um, this is September 20, although it's, uh, cannabis has been decriminalized in New York since 2019, recreational weed remains illegal in the state. Yeah. So, I mean, at least it's decriminalized. Yeah. But, dude, you could fucking sit 40s. Right. I was fucking 16 sipping 40s on the street and that bitch smoking a blunt. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's some of that real Jersey life right there. Yeah, they, they, don't, they, they don't fucking care. It's like Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's That's like, fair. Yeah. They, there's so much other shit going on. But to me, fucking being from a small town, I'm like, dude, I can fucking sip a 40 and smoke a blunt. I'm 16 walking around this shit. This is where it's at. Oh, yeah. It's some Europe stuff I wish right it, there. Yeah, shit, man. I know you yeah. did those fucking, you did a Euro tour, man. I did. Yes. And I've said this on the podcast before. <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to. We were talking about pizza. And I said, my buddy Bryce stayed at this place and they'd say, no pizza, no party. No pizza, <laughs> no party. I love that you remember that, brother. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like my head, man. That's right. Well, what was your favorite part, man? Before we dive into this crypto and get really deep on some cool. fucking cryptocurrency, yeah. what, what was your? If you had to choose one place, oh my gosh, or maybe a top two, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that's two. That's fair. I'll give or you like two throughout Europe that I yeah. was at. Yeah. Um, I mean, number one is definitely like the Greek archipelago. So if you look at all the islands, you know, in southern Greece, um, that was just an amazing, amazing trip. I did like a spring break. It was a 10 day boating trip through the islands of Greece. Shit, I don't even did know you even know that? that? No, damn, you motherfucker. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's probably the craziest, craziest experience I've, I've personally had. Some of the craziest things I've ever done, craziest things I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I've been on that trip. I'm not going to go into that on, this, on live, anything recorded ever. Uh, but uh, but oh, no, shit, good times. You got me I, laughing, yeah. Baby. I'd probably say Greece, um, and then um, probably Italy. Probably Italy. I mean, I went all throughout Italy. It was gorgeous. I mean, so many spots. I could talk for hours. We could do a whole podcast just about Italy. For Honestly. Real, huh? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> Mikiamo? Mi <laughs> Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> Mikiamo Giovanni. <laughs> 
hilarious, dude. Do you, uh, remember, do you remember what my Italian name was? Uh, fucking Luigi. Yes, <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> For everybody listening and watching, the fucking I took a semester of fucking Italian, and Bryce was my fucking like tutor. Yeah, that's right. And I would just say shit like all oh, fucked up. He was laughing. <laughs> The only thing after a whole semester was me, Chiamo, <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> no, I knew Chow. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. Uh, pizza. Uh, yeah, that'll Vino. work. Vino. There you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> now let's get to the real shit, Bryce. What's been uh, going on this past month with the fucking crypto, man? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a whole, a whole lot of stuff. How, you know. How's your, if you don't mind me being yeah. just straight up with you how's yeah. your has your portfolio seen some good gains yeah yeah it's done really well along with everybody else fuck yeah yeah and that's yeah. in the space you're saying yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly so um i mean i don't want to assume that people who are watching this one have watched the other course or i'm sorry the other video we did yeah i'll put it up and below nice so if you can check it out first yeah well i would say this anyone who actually is listening if they want a maybe just like a bigger breakdown like more of like a history lesson on you know, um, cryptocurrencies, where they came from, where they started, you know, what's the application? Why were, you know, why are they here? Why is there so much buzz about them? Why do they have value? Those types of things. And how does that compare to, you know, the US dollar and like what's called fiat currencies, such as like the US dollar, the euro, Japanese yen, like normal currencies that we think of now. So crypto to fiat, that comparison, the relationship, if someone wants a real big understanding and really want to learn a whole bunch about it, I'd say check out that first video we did. It's a little bit lengthy, but the last 45 minutes was solid. solid yeah, stuff. no, no, no. It was <laughs> solid, man. I was just, yeah. I feel like that's where I felt like it was good for me personally, or I feel like yeah. it was helpful because I'm an outsider. Right. And I feel like a lot of people who would be listening yeah. and watching are outsiders too. So yeah. I feel like that's why it was a good fit. Yeah. People are getting excited, man. Yeah. But it's also crazy to see. I told you, like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, you put it up, there's these people who are just trolling the game, too. Of course. On this. Always. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, always, think, I always think it's funny. When, you know, it's like uh, if people are talking smack or, you know, just being haters. But I love what I heard a saying a long time ago. One of us is going to be right. Right? Period. But I'm the only one who's actually in the game. You're just on the sideline talking about it. <laughs> so no matter what happens, you're not going to participate. I'm the only one even in the game. Shit. You know what I mean? You can apply it to a lot of things in life. For real. But yeah, if people are talking smack, like, okay, well, one of us is going to be right. Yeah. And that's usually all you have to say because yeah, they go. And that's usually Dang, the person right. fucking balls deep in it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, but yeah, no, I'll kind of just kind of jump in a little bit. And I think... Um, if there was really one thing, if someone was going to take away from that last video that we did, and if, even if they don't watch that video and they want to have like a general understanding of cryptocurrencies, I think we can kind of start with that one line I repeated a whole bunch in regards to inflationary, deflationary. So we'll go over that one more time real quick. So specifically today, we're going to talk about only Bitcoin. There's thousands of cryptocurrencies, but the first one ever started was one called Bitcoin. Everyone's probably heard of it, right? <laughs> Pretty dang buzzword over the last few years, especially when it hit 20 grand and all that and a few years ago. Um, but Bitcoin actually has a set supply, meaning there can only be so many Bitcoins ever created. Of course, it's all digital. It's like a digital currency, right? But there's a set supply. There's only 21 million Bitcoins that will ever be created. Right now, there's about 18.5 million in circulation. The other ones are still ba literally they, they're basically created by code. It's a, like the most dumbed 
down way of saying it. So they continue to come out and come out and come out and come out. And I think they end in like 2140, I believe is the actual year on when all the Bitcoins will actually be created. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, but the cool thing about that is, and what's important for your listeners is it's a set supply. So if you think about economics, anytime there's value that's based on demand and supply, well, in something such as Bitcoin that has a set supply, well, if demand increases, the price of one Bitcoin is going to increase. The value is going to decrease. Same thing on the other side. If there's a set supply, but the demand goes down, not many people want them, right? Then the price and value is going to go down. It's just like anything else, you know, demand, supply, this is typical. economics 101, right? But what's important to like think about that, if you think about that in regards to fiat currency, such as the U.S. dollar. So the U.S. dollar That is, motherfucker. That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's crazy about that, though, if you think about the U.S. dollar, that is inflationary, right? What that means is there's not a set supply. So sometimes, like, for example, right now, this is perfect. So, I don't know, what's the date today? It's November 7th or 8th, right? Or 2020. Wow, that smells nice. <laughs> 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 oh yeah brother so yeah it is november 6th <laughs> so it's november 6th right um shoot i lost my uh, train of thought uh, no, but but i, I do like though i think i like last time though too yeah. how you related it to the gold standard oh because, yeah we, because yeah. That, i feel like that just brings it all to that really helped me understand the whole idea cool. of the supply and demand more too, okay you know? cool cool yeah so here i'll, I'll include that here so um Real, real quick though. So it's, this is really important for listeners to understand. So well, this is what I was saying in regards to stimulus checks, right? So people sometimes have heard of this thing called QE, which stands for quantitative easing, which is a really nerdy way and kind of the government's cover up way of saying we just freely print money when we want. Whenever we want, we'll just print more money. Okay. So people talk like, oh, this, this trillions and trillions of dollars that's just getting printed out of nowhere, pushing a button. And the U.S. Federal Reserve is just printing money. Obviously, the, the supply is going up, right? But the demand, I mean, yeah, okay, the demand is shifting a little bit, but basically we're just skyrocketing the supply. And this is what leads to a term called inflation, which a lot of people are familiar with, right? So it's inflationary, meaning the, like the, do, like the U.S. dollar, since it was created, has gone down by like 98%. It's crazy. Uh, I, I, and, so, sorry to yeah. interrupt you. I have, You're a, good. I have a quick thought. Yeah. Do you think when they, let's say this stimulus plan is, let's just say however many fucking millions, let's just put, yeah. do an easy number, 10 yeah. million right now, which sure. I know is way more, but it's like, yeah. let's just say 10 million. Do you yeah. think they actually print that amount of money or do they keep it digital? It's all which, digital. So it just, yeah. it just gives more value to the whole concept of crypto. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. The, the whole idea of a digital dollar is already here. It's been here yeah. for years. And I know you were saying that in the last one, but yeah. it's just interesting like that they're not actually printing that off. It's not like actually, it's just all. Yeah. Cause it, it, it needs well, air. Right. Fucking. Yeah. They're, it's not like sitting in suitcases in someone's closet. Right. It's all just on computers and it's going from like the federal reserve, you down to like the central banks. So then, you know, out and out and out and things like that. But to kind of simplify this, the U S dollar, just like every other fiat currency, is inflationary, meaning they can just print as much as they want, the, meaning the supply is not set. Okay, well, where Bitcoin is deflationary because you can't make any more of it. You can't make any more of it. It's, it's based on a, a, a computer code. And the, the code is set. It hasn't changed. You know, it, it is what it is. And it's, it's a, the perfect currency. 
The more people learn about it, they'll understand it's the perfect currency by design. It's designed to be deflationary, whereas the U.S. dollar is inflationary. And the reason why the U.S. dollar is inflationary, which you were alluding to here, is because Richard Nixon, there's either 71 or 73, removed the U.S. dollar from the gold standard. Up until that point, the U.S. dollar was tied to gold, meaning it was backed by gold reserves. Well, Nixon removed it from the gold reserves, meaning, hey, you know, our money is no longer tied to some commodity or asset or some kind of backing, right? So we're no longer backed, meaning we can just push a button and just print as much as we want. Okay, so from that point on, it's been inflationary. And people can look that up, and it's a fascinating thing to learn about, honestly, because it's really important, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, it's... You know, they're never going to teach it in schools. They don't want people to know. But anyone can look this up. And a lot of our parents, I mean, depending if they have TV or how plugged they were in, you know, oh, would you mind? Get you know, I got you. All right. I appreciate it, brother. If you got a bottle opener. <laughs> um, thanks, buddy. Um, but long story short, you know, the U.S. dollar, which is a form of fiat currency, right, is inflationary by design because it doesn't have a backing, where Bitcoin is deflationary because there's a set supply. So as demand continues to increase, right, as we're seeing it more and more and more, especially over the last 30 days, which we'll get into here in a second, right, it's deflationary. So meaning the value just goes up because the supply is set. So anyone who really, really, really slows down and understands that, should start investing in Bitcoin. And if for some reason they hear that and they're going, ah, that's not convincing enough to buy Bitcoin, you should rewind this and re-listen to it again and then do your own research. Because people who understand the, the principles of it, just it, it just makes sense. The only thing that makes sense would be to, like, why would you hold a, an inflationary currency when you could hold a deflationary currency that's only going to rise in value as demand increases. Now, the argument, of course, Jack, is, well, what if the demand drops? That's a valid argument. And it, and it could, but it hasn't. And it's only going up ever since it was created. Yeah. And, yeah. and an argument that I keep bringing up in the yeah. previous podcast is like, yeah. just being that dude is like, there's a lot of people who just don't know and they're scared. And, and check yeah. out the other one if you haven't seen it. But like, that's basically what I was getting as like, it just, yeah. it's just kind of like hopping into the, like you're saying, the deep blue sea is what you said last time. Yeah, it's the deep it's blue like sea. Just hopping in and you don't know. But it's yeah. like, obviously you're saying shit just keeps going up, man. Yeah, I mean, I think I used the same example last time, you know, Venmo. We all have Venmo on our phones, at least a lot of us millennials. Or Cash App or, or cash, PayPal. Like PayPal it. or Zelle, where, you know, I can open up, you know, my, my digital bank on my digital phone and see my digital money and click a digital button and digitally send money to you. And, it re and you receive it digitally on your digital phone in your digital bank account. So the whole idea of digital dollars is already here. It's just rather than a digital dollar, it's digital Bitcoin. But anyone who's ever done Venmo already understands the concept of digital money. But even like my mom and other parents I know, they refuse to get Venmo because it's scary. It's the deep blue sea to them. Yeah. But to us, it's not. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. And that's yeah. where and that's where this is such a good point, too. And everybody right. that's younger than us, too, listening is like, right. oh, yeah, like this is where the fuck it's at. Yeah. So I do have a question for you yeah, like, yeah. Um, in terms of these past 30 days. When you do see a big influx and you see shit going up, do you did you sell anything off? Or did you keep everything? Did you invest more? What's if you don't that, mind me asking, what's yeah. your personal style? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, 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 it's important to be private about these types of 
assets that just as people should be private in my opinion about their money so i'm not going to say anything personally about what i'm personally doing you and i can talk afterwards but this is being recorded respect so, yeah respect. yeah so i'm not going to talk about any of that online but there are a lot of people there i'm sure there are some people that have sold and taken a very solid profit because it's really increased here and we're about to go through some numbers here so you kind of get an idea on what i'm talking about then there'll be a lot of people that have held on to theirs because they think it's going to continue so that's kind of the way I'll answer that, at okay, least while sure, it's being sure. recorded. <laughs> yeah, I'm always, my thought is just being a no crypto investment, just very small stock investment is like when you see it going right and you, and for me, when it's hit that point, but then it's, it still keeps going up after you sell it, you're like, fuck. Yeah. But at the same time, you cashed out on top. You're Dude, fucking winner, right? Jack, you'll never you know? go broke taking profit. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the saying I try to live by. You'll like never that. go broke never taking go profit. You take Shit, 1% profit, 8% profit. It doesn't matter. You didn't lose. And at the end of the day, your money was growing. Therefore, it was at least attempting to keep up with inflation. Rather, where if that money was just sitting in your bank account, it's automatically going down in value due to inflation. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, Bryce, that's insane. I'm like, okay, well. Is Same it? example I used last time. Look, you know, look up the price of a McDonald's cheeseburger, you know, 20 years ago. 40 I years ago. When I get a Snickers for yeah. a nickel. For a nickel. For I think a I said nickel. that last time too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. We don't, we don't have too many jokes, so we got to use the same ones over and over again. But I mean, seriously, I mean, people talk about all the time, like, oh, that's crazy. It's just because they're in such a box where we're so caught up in our day to day. You know, are are you know? So, so what are some of these like numbers looking up. like? Like, what, what's this in yeah. this past month? They like what, absolutely. Like, so, like, I'm gonna bring up so people can actually see this, and so you can physically see this with your own eyes too. All I'm doing is bringing up a phone app. There's an, a phone app called Coinbase. Okay, so Coinbase is is just an exchange. Is that the one that I put the link below where you can get a discount? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or you get extra, you get like 10 bucks or how? Yeah, the way the way it works is, um, long story short, Bitcoin, let me let me back up. So Coinbase, oh, sure, sure. yeah, Coinbase is an exchange. So for someone who might not know what an exchange is, so let's say someone wants to, hey, I want to buy some stocks of Apple, right? Oh, new iPhone's coming out. Excuse me. Um, I want to go ahead and buy some Apple stocks. Well, you don't call Apple and say, hey, I want to buy some shares. You have to go through what's called like a broker or like an exchange or something like that. So for example, like Charles Schwab is a pretty big broker that a lot of people have heard of, or like Edward Jones or Fidelity. These are these types of like brokers. So you could put your money into Charles Schwab and then you click buttons and you're like, hey, Charles Schwab account, which you're doing on your own account, or you have someone else do it for you. I wanna buy Apple shares. And then that, that broker, right, will then buy those shares and then those shares are gonna sit in your brokerage. Right. So like that is kind of like the custodian is the proper term, meaning it's like the company or like the vehicle that's holding your Apple shares. So that's like a broker or whatever. So in the crypto world, sometimes we're called exchanges. So Coinbase is kind of like the broker or an exchange. Um, it's probably the most well known. But um, when did you and I do that last podcast about crypto? It was about it was about a month ago. Um, OK. Or wait, maybe a little longer. Okay. Well, let here. Me, let me pull it up real quick just to double check. I, okay, sure. I was looking at our shit earlier. No, you're good. Well, I'd rather um, be accurate with this answer so people can kind of see. No, because we I, I put it out differently. It was before. It was like September. We probably recorded that on like September 15th to 18th. Nice. Okay. So here, for an example. Um, so today is November 6th. This is, I'll hold the phone here. So this is the value. Do you see in the green there the percentage increase? 
What does that say? 47, 48%. So it's increased by 48%. I love how it changed like three times just when I was looking at it too, just a small percentage. Yep. But it's... Now on the bottom, it's going to be highlighted blue. Do you see what it says there for the duration of time on the bottom there underneath? Um, That's a one month duration. Yeah. 48% increase over one month. Yeah. So in the last 30 days, Bitcoin has increased by 48%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one month ago, the Bitcoin price was $10,532.11. So if someone wanted to buy a Bitcoin, they would have to exchange in US dollars $10,532. Today, you'd have to spend 15000 So Jack, so if do- you would have put in, if you would have bought a Bitcoin a month ago and sold it today, you got to solve $5,000 profit. Shit. What, why do you think this is? You think it's elections or what? Do you think it's po- politics involved? Or really good question. So there's a lot of very, very smart economists and all this stuff that have, you know, super high end, you know, 12 college degree type answers. But in all honesty, I think it's very, very simple, to be honest. It's inflation. People are hedging against inflation because with all these stimulus. Absolutely. With all- it's stimulus because like I even like, I had a really good friend of mine today. Uh, he actually reached out to me because he he does hold some cryptocurrencies, and you know um, him and I chat about it every once in a while. But he reaches out to me and he just kind of wants to pick my brain on what's going on because I I spend a lot of time kind of researching this stuff and I like the macro approach to it, meaning like macroeconomics. If people think of that, I like to think of like the bigger things or like what's going on. That's how I usually make a lot of my investment decisions. Um, and if you think about what's happening right now. We're just printing money like crazy. You know, the U.S. Federal Reserve, they're wanting inflation. They're trying to get to inflation. Uh, There's someone called Jerome Powell. He leads the Federal Reserve literally yesterday. People can look this up. So this would have been, like I said, whatever today's date is, yesterday, Jerome Powell had a huge Federal Reserve meeting. You can look this up. And in there, he's saying, we're going to do everything we can to get back to 2% inflation. We want 2% inflation. They want that to be the narrative. They want normal people like me and you to even want that. He even said it was very, it was a very strange way to put it. He even really wants people to think that inflation is good. So <laughs> is that, it's is very that, unique. Is, is, it, uh, is it funny that I'm laughing about that? No, <laughs> no, I know because like I said, there's all these very sophisticated uh, answers about why inflation well, can be good for an well, economy you know, because it's a you know fiat. Why, though? Yeah, my, I do. Opinion, <laughs> yeah. You know, I know yeah. you do, but in my yeah, opinion, yeah. you know why I think it is? Why? Is because they're making money off thinking that way, right? They make money doing anything they want. Yeah. No, well, they make yeah. money because that's their method that's working for them. Right. Like knowing nothing about that guy or these people who say certain things, it's like because that's their investments at stake, right? Basically, but they just have to keep the game going. Like we're $27 trillion in debt. And that number is so big that no one can even fathom it. Like we hear like, oh, $27 trillion with a T, not an M, not a B, trillion. That number is so big that it's like so out. It's so beyond like Pluto that we can't even really grasp. And that's where like how big get, that is. It's fucking nuts. Really. It's bad. Like that's in, that's so insane. Well, well, what's the fucking? I, I don't want to digress. I get all right. that shit. I, like, know. Like, <laughs> I know, dude. It's crazy. I'm like, what the fuck's the breaking point though? Like, what's the bubble when somebody comes? What's that little needle that just pops that motherfucker? Probably when. Other countries consider us considering us defaulting on our payments. Shit, yeah. I, yeah. I know we touched on that a little bit in the last one too. Yeah. So there's something called the Bretton Woods 
And this is really fascinating history that we can move on. People can look this up. This is when they usually, I, I believe this is when they actually tied the US dollar to gold because they understood just like, this isn't rocket science. You can't just print money forever and have it really? have the same value, <laughs> you know? It's like, but that's what we're doing and that's I what know, we've I done. Know. And well, it's just insane. The then, game. Hey, and I'm I'm just sitting here fucking hoping I get some fuck. And it's nice fucking having cash. It feels fucking good, you know? Yeah. But, there, but this shit, there's, uh, it's gonna, uh, to the whole point, it's gonna go. There's gonna be. It has to go. It's gonna pop. The day that Nixon signed that, any smart economist knew that one day it would go. But especially now, too, with all yeah. the... Well, like, I mean, I feel like it adds on from, like, what was it, the 08 bank bailouts to the bailouts, not, not necessarily... Uh, it's bailouts. bailouts. No, yeah. it's exactly yeah. what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how yeah. many... Okay, so let's say it doesn't happen now. Let's say 10 years from now, there's another one. Okay, it doesn't happen then, 10 years. It will. Not, there's only it 20 years. Will. It's like, how many bailouts can there be until there's not a bailout? Well, that's just it. They can continue to do it forever because they just print more money. And that's why these banks do it. That's insane. Well, that's, you think I about can't it. wrap my head around that shit. I know. <laughs> if you really think about it, like imagine if you're some big bank CEO and you're like, oh, well, 2008, we were absurdly irresponsible and we just got bailed out in the billions because we're considered too big to fail. And when they basically say that, they're, they're, they're believe that this bank going down would be more detrimental than just letting it fail due to just capitalism. Well, and that's a, and, you know, yeah, I, it's messed I, up. That's well, a yeah. really deep conversation. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's where it's like, what the fuck though? It's like, isn't that, yeah. and this is where I get weird. I don't, like I said, I, yeah. I could, I can tend to digress on shit, but it's like, isn't that what we were fucking built on is like yeah. just a fucking capitalism. Yeah. Where is that sometimes? And that's why, that's yeah. why the values though in Bitcoin to yeah. bring it back to that yeah. or these other cryptos is because the value's there. The value it's is based there. on some real shit. It's, oh yeah. Well, you know, people, could, a, people would argue, yeah. though, it might not be real. It's just in the air. It's just numbers. It's sure. just, but and that's fair. But just like the U.S. dollar. Just from talking to you, though, I, I, but <laughs> yeah. I, I agree that it's more it's way more real. though. Like, oh, it is like it's, it is. Yeah. And those who don't think it is, that's OK, because they're there. It's it's just an education thing. You know, things that we don't understand, we either tend to fear or we bash on or, you know, write off because we just don't understand it. But the more, the more people that understand this. I mean, it's a race. It's a race to knowledge. People who understand what's going on right now are in a very serious position to do very well long term. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just the truth. I mean, it's well, just unless the be, truth. Unless be real, and hopefully this can help some people. And let's be with yeah. that, too. I like and just like long term. I mean, it's so easy, you know, fucking got my birthday next week turning fucking 30, dude. Old balls. That's getting, yeah, for real. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. It's like, I feel young. I feel good. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, it. I wish when I was younger, more I was getting on this shit. Like I, I, I yeah. love silver. I love gold. I had to sell right. all my silver when I had some tight times. But yep. like, I feel like just keeping up with some shit. Like if you get a little piece of a Bitcoin, like I said, like a little, just that, like instead of going out sometimes or whatever it is, just get that little piece of something. Well, get we, that little, get that little shit. Let, let's let's come back to that because there's something called dollar cost averaging that I do want to talk about. Because kind of what I'm kind of hoping we can do with this podcast, Jack, is, you know, like I said, this is happening regardless if you and I are talking about it, thinking about it. I mean, this is happening. It's been happening. It's happening at much faster speeds now that, like I said, we're going to get into some stuff here where people can really see that for themselves, how fast the space is really moving. But I'm really hoping there's even maybe one person out there that can really take some good information from this 
want to put in some action and then I'm going to kind of tell them some different things they can do to get in the game because right now is very, very, very imperative. And people are either going to understand that now or they're going to understand it two years from now. Let's go now. And I think the best yeah. way, I think the best thing that, to make this happen is just yeah. for me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's do this. Let's do this. Because you asked a really educated question um, just a, a bit ago in regards to, you know, why is the value going up? And I had a quick answer, but it might not make sense to some people. So I kind of want to break it down a little bit to help people kind of understand it. Um, in case, it, 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 you know, this maybe this might be some new terminology and maybe some new language. And I, you and I have talked about before, if you want to get, you want to get great at something, you have to understand the knowledge, like the, the language of the game, whether it's, you know, podcast, technical equipment, because like, I'd be lost trying to set this up. But to you, this is easy. Yeah, someone was like, still hey, learning. <laughs> yeah, put this into this out. Like I'd be, I don't know the language of the well, system. But the, the crazy thing though, is like yeah. I said, how I'm still learning, which I am. Yeah. I'm sure you would say the same about uh cryptos every day yeah every day that's the shit yeah, yeah. every every single day yeah, yeah. i mean i've I've really nerded out on this and i i really enjoy it number one because it's super important you know we're people are going to get that either now or they're going to get it later or like france is now getting it i know we kind of talked about it france is officially requiring high school student students to learn about it in high school high school they're taking they have to take high school courses to learn about cryptocurrencies before they can graduate high school so like there are even countries that are understanding like if the U.S. had any brains at all, I mean, our, I think our <laughs> I think our public I think our public education system is complete worthless in my personal opinion. But if 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 I somehow had any kind of say over that, it's one of the first things you know: personal finance, how to do your taxes, how to vote, really basic stuff, and then understanding some really general <laughs> stuff about money, how money works, technology, crypto, you know, any smart education system would have it, but they don't want you to know about it, so it's not here. That's the truth of it. But so in regards to why it's going up, inflation, I mean, number one, we're printing money, the U.S. government at a lot, I mean, high speeds. Yeah, just, just <laughs> clicking buttons, man. It's crazy. You know, and we're going to get another stimulus that's going to happen. Who knows when, but it's probably going to happen. So that's going to be more printing. And See, these... I want to talk, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drink for that. Uh, <laughs> you got to have some fun on these podcasts. For real. Oh, shit. But, so you, th okay, the, here, we're going to, I'm going to explain it while I, I actually tell you some real life examples so you can really grasp this. Okay. Think about, let's, let's say this. Let's just pretend for a second that you are a hedge fund. You have, let's just make it really easy. Let's say you're a super, super, super small hedge fund and you would have a billion dollars. You'd be a micro, micro, micro hedge fund, only a billion dollars. No one's going to know your name. <laughs> you know, billion dollars is nothing in that kind of scene, right? Well, let's say you're a hedge fund manager. It's your job to grow that money. Okay. Well, you can put it in the stock market, could go up, could go down, could do this, could do that. Who really knows? right? But maybe you have some of it in the stock market because you want to be in the market. That's probably smart. Well, to be good to be diversified. Well, then let's say outside of that, treasuries, bonds, well, all that's U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is just being inflated even more and more and more. And, you know, Jerome Powell is pushing for it more and more and more. And so it's going to continue to get inflated. So all these hedge funds are going, okay, we need to bet against inflation. The, every single time, the first answer that comes up is commodities, silver, gold. So that's what a lot of them are doing. But in addition to gold and silver, they're also putting a small chunk into crypto. Why? 
Number one, you know, gold and silver, it's not a set supply, right? There's more in the earth. There's more coming. As gold increases in value, mining picks up. They want, you know, these miners get greedy. They want, they start, you know, like Warren Buffett just bought a huge stake in a big gold mining firm. So it's like all this money pours into gold in times like this. Like Warren Buffett just sold all of his bank stocks and put it into gold. What does that tell you? Like he sold Bank of America, all these big banks. Shit. He's been holding for a long time. You know, you, you got to pay attention once the real big money starts making moves like that. And yeah. it's all public information. You just got to pay attention and got to seek out the information. Want to seek it out. But anyone with a computer can learn this stuff if they just start looking in the right spots. But gold is going to continue to come up. And, you know, there's not a set supply. Well, anyone who understands Bitcoin, which these, usually these hedge funds are going to have some pretty solid research teams. Someone in there is going, hey, we should probably put something in this. Okay. So an article came out this morning, Jack, this literally this morning, and I am going to tell you exactly what it says. It says seven public companies with the biggest Bitcoin portfolios. So you can, oh, under okay. so you can understand this. Damn. It's okay. getting fucking real here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is important. This is really important. That's why I'm happy we're doing this now. And I'm really hoping, like I said, even if one person grabs onto this and takes some action, I'll be super happy for them. I think, so, we'll, have number, I think we'll be number two because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to force you to do this. Well, hey, I, I am, I'm not playing, dude. Like I said, I, I don't, I don't got good. much right now at all to invest, but that's okay. I'm just going to make it happen. Because, because, figure, you got to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It makes sense. It does. Especially like the first time I was sold, like talking to you and listening and fucking just learning this shit. Now, dude, even the fact yeah. that this article even exists. Oh, there's... I was, I was way sold before this, but I'm saying like this just... It's like icing on the cake. So to put things in perspective, there's 18.5 million Bitcoin currently in circulation. That means there's been 18.5 million Bitcoin created since the inception. People are like, how's it created? Don't worry about that. We're not going to get into the technicals. Long story short, it's based, it's based on technical code and it's set to come out in stages. That's the easiest, most easiest way to break it down it comes out in stages there's not 21 million all and, the and to me right now the most yeah. important thing from an outsider is most of it's already out yeah so i mean 18.5 out of 21 yeah, million are yeah, already so, out yeah okay so and there's a lot of belief um and there's quite a bit of evidence behind it that quite a few of those bitcoins are just kind of like lost reason why is people had oh, them in the very yeah. yeah people had them in the, oh there's these crazy stories about how people had their Bitcoin because you can store it in different ways. You can store them on like jump drive kind of things. And some people had, they were like looking through landfills for like days and days and months and months because if they could how find- How do you think I got this scar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because they might have bought a thousand, they might have bought a thousand Bitcoin for 10 bucks a bunch of years ago. And now that is worth, you know, millions of dollars. Okay. That's crazy. So anyways, they, there's a huge belief and quite a bit of evidence that quite a few of those are actually lost. So there's 18.5 million that have been created. But for the sake of being given at the benefit of the doubt, we're going to pretend that all 18.5 million are still in play. People have them. People are holding them, just regular people like me and you or some institutions. So let's go over some numbers. So there's a company called Grayscale. And if you want, I can send you this link. You can post it in the description. Yeah, yeah. You know, any of these, please. We'll put them all cool. below. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. 
So just if, if for someone's watching, this is called the, the seven public companies with the biggest Bitcoin portfolios. It's by a, uh, a company called Decrypt. They do a lot of uh, cryptocurrency literature. So Grayscale um, is a US-based company. They are the largest holder um, right now, they currently hold $7.4 billion in Bitcoin. Okay. They hold roughly 2% of the entire Bitcoin supply. So Jack, this one company, this one company, Grayscale, they own 481,711 Bitcoins. So I have a question for you. Just pulling it up real quick. What, what are your thoughts on buying their stock? in the company of, is this, or am I looking at a different one here? Like, are they offering a stock because there's, because it's a portfolio? There? Um, honestly, I've never even looked into it, nor would I even, even think to look it up. Okay. Cause so, it just says grayscale Bitcoin trust BTC. I um, mean, they're trading at, um, just a stock price of 1750. There you go. So it's just interesting. I, sure. I don't know. Yeah. But to your point, it just shows even more value that there, there's all these oh, other angles that are being oh, played on it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no you're good. And I think a great way, because I actually, have, I've had some people reach out or people I've talked to about this, they go, should I buy, like, for example, this is a trust. The reason why they hold the Bitcoin, it, I forget, they have these certain financial, and I don't, I don't want to miss say anything online because I want to throw somebody off. But long story short, yeah, you can like, Basically, I think there's, it's kind of like a derivatives market, if derivatives make sense. But long story short, let me ask you this. If you wanted to get in the gold market, would you buy a piece of gold tangible or would you buy a gold stock? No, I would definitely buy the tangible. And I would Correct. definitely cut out the middleman too, if you knew Spot what you on. wanted. Yeah. But that's one reason why Grayscale has bought so much because they wanted to make sure that their investments were actually physically backed by the Bitcoin that their products were representing. Makes sense. It's like a derivatives. Yeah. So it's that when I say the word derivatives, that's a fancy word of saying that something is derived from the actual commodity, in this case, Bitcoin. Okay. So people talk about the derivatives market. That's really what they're kind of referring to. So for example, grayscale investments, they have 481,711 Bitcoin. That is the largest out of these institutionals. There's another company called CoinShares. So let's see CoinShares. They are the second largest holder. They have 69,730 Bitcoin. There's a company called MicroStrategy. They've been all over the news. This is a huge technology company. I'm pretty sure they're based here in America. Um, but this is actually crazy. So they're a, this is here we go. Okay. They, this MicroStrategy, they produce mobile software and cloud-based services. Okay. They took all of their reserves. This is a big company worth 400 and um, they had $425 million as a company, like in reserves. This is a big time company. They put every single dollar that they had as a company in the reserves into Bitcoin. They bought really? 30, yep. They bought 38,250. Okay. To kind of give you an idea. Well, I, I've, I've been following MicroStrategy for a while. That was well over 30 days ago. So they're up 50% in the last 30 days on 425 million. So that means their 425 million has now grown into 637.5 million in 30 days. Pretty solid investment. And to the same question I asked you earlier, yeah. do you think they're going to double down? You think they're going to pull out a little bit? Well, they, they diversify spent, a little more. They technically, according to the report, and this is a publicly traded company. So if they're lying, that's technically illegal because it is a publicly traded company because their stocks and shareholders, they do have to be truthful. They put every dollar they had 
into it. So they don't have any more money to buy. So they could but, sell a oh, por- oh, they could okay. sell a portion could of sell, it. Yeah, to they just could absolutely expenses sell. It's shit. Yeah, they could sell some if they wanted to. I mean, they have a fifty percent profit. That's a crazy profit. move. You know oh, the yeah. motherfucker who made that fucking call is on point too. Everybody's loving him right now. His, name is, his name is Michael Saylor. S a y l o r. They'll find it in the report. You know, he's sailing out right now, feeling Dude, good. Unreal. The next company, Galaxy Digital Holdings. They own sixteen thousand six hundred and fifty-one Bitcoin. Next one is 3IQ. It's a Canadian, a Canadian company. I'm sorry. They have 8,200 Bitcoin. Uh, la- uh, second to last one, a company out of London. They own 5,215. And last but not least, this is a company you're probably familiar with, Square. Have you heard of Square? Yeah, yeah. It's like the ones you I you, do my payments to my site through them. Okay, you, cool. Even, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Square was started by a guy named Jack Dorsey. He's the CEO. He's Twitter. Yeah. yeah, he's also the Twitter CEO. He ju- he's the, the, re- the most recent guy. He spent $50 million. I didn't know we started Square, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's a boss. He spent $50 million, which is 1% reserve of either Square or Twitter. Let's see here. I can't remember. But either way, he, he personally put $50 million into Bitcoin about 30 days ago. <laughs> okay. Now, though, that's it. That's the end of the list. So those are the seven largest publicly held companies that are holding Bitcoin. You know, I think somebody might think, though. What? For what I just thought. Sure. It's too late. All these big dogs are getting in. Yeah. The, the, the price has gone way up. There's going to be a better time. What are your thoughts? Is the time now, or is there going to be a better time and maybe in a month or two from now, maybe when it fluctuates a little bit? It's a good question. I will say this, is that I think it is... I, I personally think really anything under $100,000 is worth buying. But we'll see because one of us will be right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I'll just my be personal. here saying like, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. Um, but me personally, I believe. I mean, I still. Th- I, I mean, I still remember when everyone was saying how expensive ten thousand dollars a Bitcoin was. But what, what if? What so? <laughs> yeah. Do you like? What if you like? You know how people talk about like the hustle flip and shit, which I did recently when I sell my furniture on nice. Facebook marketplace. And yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah. Just getting rid of it. Cause yeah. I was moving. Yeah. But like, what if it was like, I could see value in that. You're trying to flip some old shit. You got absolutely Just get some fucking Bitcoin, get some crypto, even, even if it's silver or gold, whatever it is. Yeah. It's fucking sling some shit. Well, th- well, think about it this way, Jack. So let's just say theoretically, let's just say th- this is, this is a good example. Cause I, I know I have personal friends who are doing this. Where, you know, for example, they bought a Bitcoin at $10,000, right? Now it's up to $15,000. Well, you sell it. You have a $5,000 profit, okay? Considering it was that fast, now you have short-term capital gains. That income is going to get taxed as normal income because it's short-term capital gains, right? So you're going to pay short-term capital gains, which is going to be based on your normal tax ratio, like your tax bracket. Let's just say for really easy math, let's just say you owed 20%. You know, being in California, it's probably going to be over that. But either way, let's just say for easy math, right? You own, you owe 20% on that short-term capital gains. Well, 20%, that's a thousand bucks. So now you just pocketed 4,000 bucks in 30 days. Not bad. So my thoughts to you, just as a friend right now, as you're talking and let's just, is, have you thought about doing something like that yourself is, yeah. having these bitcoins in your you know in your portfolio or whatever you the right phrase is and like selling them to people the idea has come to my mind so to start your own what would it be called a brokerage 
what would be the right term? Oh, oh, I, I think I see. Well, maybe I'm not understanding. Like, like, mutual, like, like I'm saying, like you have you have this investment and you can buy more because you know the space. Yeah, and I, you could sell, you know, a Bitcoin that's like what you're saying. There's these apps for it. Yeah. But one, if it was you, I could. There's something called local Bitcoin. It's like localbitcoin.org, I believe. This where you can actually buy Bitcoin person of person. And people do, like, I have a lot, about half of my friends who are in crypto got their crypto that way. We were literally meeting someone at the gas station. It's really sketchy. I would never personally <laughs> consider doing it. Like, I can't even imagine, especially how much money's in crypto. You're just asking to get killed. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not lying. <laughs> you know, think about like how much, you know, money we're talking about here. So, I mean, people can do that. I know I'm telling about half of my friends who are in crypto got their Bitcoins that way. And some people still use it today. People that I personally know very well. So the reason why they would do that, they go, why would they do that? Well, so it's not tracked, right? There's a lot of privacy that comes about because it's, it's, it's not centralized. So this is a very important concept to understand. So if you think about the U.S. dollar, like let's say, let's say you use Wells Fargo. Obviously, that's tracked by the U.S. government, the IRS. You do anything, it's going to be tracked, Right. Not rocket science, right? <laughs> Not rocket science, but it's all tracked. Well, this is a way to get outside of the centralized banking system, the decentralized lands, and have your own form of currency. And you can, like, and some people say, well, Bryce, why would you even want this currency? You can't do anything with it. It's an absurd statement. People, you can buy houses. You can do anything, anything you can do right now to buy it with the US dollar. You can do exactly so, right now with a Bitcoin. And this is, and this Except is, for going to the store and buying a pack of bubble. Ago, and the reason know? I ask this is because yeah. To me, it would make more sense almost in t instead of like going almost in myself and taking the time to necessarily yeah. learn. It almost make more sense to yeah. go to you if you had the, you know, if you had this, if you had the business and be like, hey, here is 500,000, 2,000, whatever the number is. Yeah. And you take a certain percentage commission in this space. It's just, you're I, just I mean, more I, focused. I guess. I guess that's more stress and shit. You're just, I guess you're doing it to be free though. Kind of right. Well, like you right. don't want to deal with like, right. You don't want to deal with people. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hilarious. But no, 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 that's actually a valid question. And I appreciate the hustle. That makes sense. Um, but no, I mean, it, I mean, it'd be like, it'd be like me coming to you say, Hey Jack, I know you're aware of some stocks that I'm not of. And I don't, I've never done anything in the stock market. Can I give you some money and then somehow you get me some stocks? Yeah, I'd be like, like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because plus, I'm going to buy the stocks. How am I going to, how are you going to have control of the stocks? Now you have to open up a brokerage. I'd have to somehow get these stocks from my brokerage over to your brokerage. It's a huge mess. People can just do it themselves. It's so simple. It's so simple. Anybody can download, I'm sorry, download like Coinbase or the Cash app. We'll make sure to leave links, you know below. Um, I'll actually, what uh, we'll do is I'll get you set up and then you'll leave your referral code in the, in the links. And then anyone who actually uses Jack's code, when they deposit a hundred dollars into Bitcoin, they get $10 of free Bitcoin. So it's a 10%. No, we'll put your code there, man. Yeah. All right, whatever. I'm cool with that too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you, you see my point. Yeah, yeah. It'd be easier for someone just to do that because they have to like buy it somehow. So they're gonna have to, you know, link their bank or something like that. So Hey man, but, it, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a new frontier, man. Yeah. So really though, the main thing that is driving this massive demands, because some people go, well, Bryce, you know, what's driving the price of Bitcoin so high, which is a valid question. It's just the wrong question, <laughs> right? Because it's not what's driving the price of Bitcoin. The real question is what is driving the demand for Bitcoin?
It's a different question. Does that make sense? Because there's a set supply. Because it, once the demand increases, automatically the price goes. The price doesn't go anywhere without the demand because there's a set supply because it's deflationary where the US dollar and these fiat currencies are not backed by anything. They're inflationary. You can just print as much as you want. But because it's deflationary, a set supply, right? That's making sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really the name of the game here behind Bitcoin, specifically Bitcoin within the cryptocurrency world, because there's a set supply. So the real question is, what's driving the demand? And the real, I mean, there's really two things in my personal opinion, and this is more so taking an, like a macroeconomical approach to it. Number one is it's a hedge against inflation. Um, there's a guy named Paul Truder Jones, who's like a super mammoth name in the hedge fund world. He's like kind of like up. I mean, he's not like as big as like a Warren Buffett, but in the financial world, he's pretty close up there. Like, Should if he's Michael, you know, if Warren Buffett sorry, is like, can you say his name one more time. Yeah, a uh, Paul Truder Jones, Trudor, like O R Paul Trudor Jones. He like shocked the financial world. This was was it sixty days ago? He put either one to two percent of his money into Bitcoin. And this guy has some serious assets under management, like trillions of dollars. It's a really big move. <laughs> so when that happened, like all of the business channels were talking about it because this is an extremely well-respected individual in the game. And his, his words, hedge against inflation. His words were, it's the fastest horse in the game. Shit. Coming from very, Shit. very... Smart, educated people. And it just comes down to the design of the currency. The US dollar is designed ever since Nixon took it off to be deflationary. By design, it's not going to work, which is why we keep running into all these issues. We will forever run into these issues until we have some kind of Bretton Woods conference again where the US dollar gets pegged in value to something. Until that happens, we're going to continue to have these runaway type financial issues. Like it just by design, any. Any, anyone who's with an, like an economics major or any kind of education like that will be like, yep, 100%. Like, <laughs> that's, what saying, that's what I'm saying. I don't have any of that. And it, to me, it makes sense. Yes. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, but, but I need to take the first step. It's the fucking hardest. Fucking just get in. And I know so, you're going to help me with yeah, this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some shit and we're going to help. We're going to help some people in, the, in, this, in this podcast too. But that is what's driving this is adoption. Is there's an issue. It's a hedge against inflation for a lot of these major institutions. But not only that, as it's coming out more to the masses. Last week, this happened last week. <laughs> PayPal, PayPal launched the services. Okay, what that means? The, the Bitcoin services you're saying, or that mean, yeah? So PayPal, yeah, right? Yeah. Massive. They have 324 million customers worldwide. This is not a you know a domestic U.S. thing. This is a global company. They are now opening up the ability to purchase, sell, and hold. Bitcoin along with three other cryptocurrencies. So you just made it very easy, a push of a button to buy Bitcoin for an additional 324 million people and Venmo's coming out next year. They're, they're aiming for first quarter. So adoption and is continuing to come out to a lot of people. A lot of people are getting easy access to it. And that's going to, I mean, it's, when they, I mean. It, it just... Makes sense. It makes yeah. so much fucking sense. I mean, right, right now, like I said, you know, Bitcoin is at fifteen thousand dollars. Yesterday it was at fourteen thousand dollars. The day before it was at thirteen. The day before it was at twelve. <laughs> and it's. I mean, the, the high, the highest we've ever seen it was at twenty thousand dollars. There was a huge push. Some people probably remember this. It was like the two thousand seventeen 
you know, kind of like around Christmas or something, I believe. It was some point around the end of 2017, early 2018, where Bitcoin just went flying up to $20,000 and then it came down. Well, for anyone who's ever like looked at like a chart, there's like candlesticks or they're looking at, you know, a chart going up and down. There's something called like a level of resistance. This is a really common term used by like traders and stuff, meaning there's a level of resistance. So the price, a lot of people think it could go up to 20, then I'll just come back down. But between where we are now and 20, there is zero resistance, zero. There's never been a level of resistance between the two. So there's <laughs> economically speaking, and as a trader, right? It, there, there's, there's really no reason for this not to continue to go up to bare minimum 20. Will there be a drawback or a pullback at some point? Maybe, who knows? Yes, no, maybe so, who knows? Nobody knows. It's just based on demand. Who's willing to buy it? Who's willing to pay for it? Because at the end of the day, if you have a Bitcoin and all of a sudden it hits $18,000 and you want to sell it, you can only sell it if someone's on the other end trying to buy it. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right? But got a lot of money coming into the space and i don't think it's slowing down anytime i honestly god think it's i mean we're at the tip of the iceberg in my opinion that's just me from talking to you these couple times yeah. it seems here and to stay it right like, like like you're to, yeah. it's like shit it's not going anywhere it makes sense i just wish i had yeah. i wish i could make bigger moves on it yeah, yeah. quite frank i, I get it me too like, me too bro i'm like wish i had a house to sell <laughs> i would <Yeah>. if, you, <laughs> if, if, if you just bought a house if you yeah. could if I had a house right now and I didn't necessarily need it and I had somewhere else to play, I'd probably sell it and put that money into Bitcoin. Real talk, yeah. real shit, real Seriously. shit. <laughs> I'm not lying either. <laughs> so I wish I, I wish I could, it. but I don't have a house to sell. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you can't revolve your whole your whole world about it. But this is a very unique time. You know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna look back. I mean, I still remember Jack. I still remember. When I was really starting to first look at it and Bitcoin was at 5,300 bucks. And I was like, holy smokes, that is insane. Yeah, yeah. For what? 5,300 bucks for what? <laughs> Nothing, a little digital thing on a screen? Yeah. That's insane. I couldn't even, like, that was like, I'm like, this isn't so expensive. Now we're at just shy of 16 grand. And it's going to go up more and it's going to continue to go up. And of course, there'll be some retracements. <laughs> And all this, but the, the long term is stupidly bullish. And if you're like, well, it could just go away. Well, PayPal's in it. It's already getting traded in the futures market, in the Chicago Mercantile Exchange called the CME. You have the New York Stock Exchange, and then you have the CME, and then there's like the Toronto Stock Exchange right there with the New York Stock Exchange. This is already getting traded with very large players, lots of institutions. Um, JP Morgan, the bank, they do the banking for Coinbase. Like they're like, this is that just recently happened. That happened this year. We're talking like crypto regulations, JP Morgan, which is really funny because Dyson, the CEO, he was really famous. Oh, people have been just, I mean, we've been myself and everybody <laughs> else involved in crypto have just been making fun of this guy for years because he came out and said it was the biggest scheme ever. And he said he would fire any of his employees that ever touched it. Okay. And he was like, known all, he's just been getting just, just crapped on for years now. I mean, he was just so unbelievably wrong about this. Of course, he, and now he actually is doing the banking for Coinbase. And, you know, that's a mega billion dollar company of a massive skyscraper in San Francisco, a building you can walk into Coinbase. I mean, this stuff is not going anywhere. So 
film. I don't even know where we're at. But but adoption. That is that is that is what's driving the demand and therefore driving the price of Bitcoin. So as we continue to see this in adoption continue to grow, it would make sense that demand would continue to follow that and therefore the price. And the simplest way to get into it, you could just literally go below, click the link. And you could just fucking put money in and get a certain piece of whatever, yeah. whatever crypto, correct? Exactly. Through this. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So Coinbase has to... lots of different ones. Today we're only talking about um, Bitcoin and I would encourage people just to focus on that for now. There's lots of other, you know, lots of other cryptocurrencies. There's many, many, many of them, but you know, Bitcoin is, I mean, <laughs> it, it's really the base of cryptocurrency. That is where all, all the money is going. All these massive institutions, they are buying a few other ones. We won't go into that, but they're mainly focused on Bitcoin. That is where all the focus is, all the excitement, the demand is in Bitcoin. And so what people will do is they just click on the link. Okay. It's called Coinbase, but you definitely want to use one of our referral links because you can go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and you can download it. Totally fine. Do your thing. Don't care. But if you go through a <laughs> referral link, once you, once you do spend $100, you get $10 of free Bitcoin, just free Bitcoin. And then we also get $10 of free Bitcoin being the referrer. So if they use your link, Jimmy spends 100 bucks. Now he has $110 of Bitcoin and now you get $10 free of Bitcoin just automatically. But you don't get that $10 of free Bitcoin if you just download it in the app. So the only thing, though, is that some people are hesitant, but they shouldn't be, but it just is what it is. It's something new, so maybe it's that deep blue sea thing. There's something called KYC, which stands for Know Your Customer. Coinbase is based in the U.S., okay? It's a U.S.-based company. It's also FDIC-insured, just like your bank account. So if you put $5,000 in there and all of a sudden it gets hacked, well... Your five thousand dollars is insured. Sure. It's FDIC. Yeah. That's that's another reason why people like Coinbase. Now, there's other places you can get Bitcoin for like cheaper fees, but it does not really have that FDIC insurability. So some people are like, you know what? I'm willing to spend a few extra bucks to keep some security. That's what a lot of people do. Respect. Yeah, yeah, and I especially if someone's just getting into it, and it, it's not like a massive difference in fees. We're not talking, you know, you're not spent, you're not buying a hundred dollars of Bitcoin and getting charged like fifty bucks. It's not like that. You know, you're getting charged a little small percentage fee. Like over forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> like forty nine point nine nine. But it's like a few percent. I don't remember exactly what it is. But you can go somewhere else and get it cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So all they would do is go in there and do it. And then the only thing you have to do is you have to complete the KYC, the know your customer. So they ask for like a picture of your photo ID. So you have to like upload your photo ID. Right. And people are like, oh, well, that's crazy. Well, don't worry about it. Every institution you do business with already has all of your information. Your bank literally has every piece of information and way more than you'd ever want to know. I mean, about Google. You. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's the one thing people are like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, that's just dumb. It, it, it's just dumb, you know, to not you, you just got to get. I'm sorry. That's probably the wrong word. It's just maybe <laughs> the, the education will come where everyone will be doing this. But. There's an advantage to being, you know, the first player. So, and yeah, I feel like I, it, in the last talk, like you said, it was whatever, more than a month ago. Yeah. I could have fucking gone up 50%. Yeah. You could be at $4,000 after paying your taxes on your capital gains. What would you do right now with an extra four grand, Jack? That'd be nice. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. And who knows? Maybe tomorrow it's up to 16000 Well, I would just, 
I'd probably have kept it in too though. That's the thing is like you see it doing so good. Like I was saying, like earlier, I'd be like, oh shit, this motherfucker's going up. Like, I want to see it. Let's like, see how far it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let the dice roll, baby. But there is oh, one more last shit. piece of like actual facts that I do want to drop because this will help people understand this. So drop them. Uh, and this is crazy. This actually came, this is the most up-to-date answer. This came out yesterday. So this is what, November 5th <laughs> or 6th, right? So when, um, when people own Bitcoin and then they buy or sell Bitcoin, it all gets tracked on something called a ledger. Okay. This is, excuse me. It's, it's all like public information, just like the stock market. Some people don't know this, but well, actually no, people do know this. If, if someone's ever bought a stock, Excuse me. You know that when you when you log into your brokerage, you see all these numbers going across the screen, right? All of these, like, oh, someone bought it for this, sold it this. It's like numbers like going crazy fast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you see them in old school movies too. Like, yeah, hey, can we, yeah, or like the New York Stock Exchange, yeah, yeah. people are betting, and all these numbers are flying across yeah. the screen. That's the what's called the ledger, which is a really fancy way of saying it's track. It's like the history of the, it's like the transaction history. The same thing exists in Bitcoin, so they know. Just by looking at the ledger that right now, this is factual. This is 100% factual. Right now, for the amount of wallets, not people necessarily, but wallets holding at least one full Bitcoin, meaning how many actual wallets, a wallet's an easy way to say where you can hold your Bitcoin, right? Your Bitcoin wallet, right? I could have 10 Bitcoin wallets. You could have 50. So it's not exactly indicative of how many people there are, right? But how many wallets? Because they, they they don't know who owns it because it's all, you know, yeah, yeah. it's all it's crypto cryptography. That's the idea. people kind of like, well, where does this even come from? Cryptography. It's based on privacy and security. Right. It's, it's once you think about it, like, oh, that makes sense. So there's cryptography involved, which is why it's a cryptocurrency. Our our currency has very little privacy, no security. If you go spend twenty dollars at the gas station, your credit card knows that the government can track it. There's nothing secure or private about any of this, right, that we're doing, right? But in cryptocurrency, there is. So they can track how many wallets have exactly one full Bitcoin. So, Jack, as you and I both know, there's about 8 billion people or so in the world, right, give or take. Give me a guess. How, how many wallets do you think there are out of 8 billion people, how many wallets there are that have one full Bitcoin in it or more? What would be your guess? Well, my first thoughts are to base it off the 21 million total Bitcoins. There's 21 total million so Bitcoins. Right now, there's people, not, right now, there's 18.5 million and in most circulation. most people probably have them stacked up in a fat wallet. I'm going to guess 325,000 wallets. Solid guess, honestly. It's 824. Oh, shit, I'm way under. Eight, 824,000. Shit, I'm, I'm lowballing here. No, but that's actually really good. That was a better guess than I had, honestly. So that's good. So if you think about it, out of all the people, let, let's just say for, to, to make it a little bit more, more conceptually feasible or just, you know, able to grasp is let's just say, you know, out of those 824,000 wallets, you know, each wallet was, there was only one wallet per person. There's only one Bitcoin per. Keep in mind, some of those wallets could have thousands of Bitcoin, Right. Or like these guys, these institutions, 825,000 Bitcoin, the, the biggest holder. And you think that's all in the same wallet for sure? Well, it's definitely not. No, they definitely have it separated. Just, it but sense. they don't have 825,000 wallets. You see my point? They don't have one per wallet. 
You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe they have a hundred wallets. And I love the wallet phrase because it's so old school. I feel like, yeah. like it's like the yeah, dude. It's like a money clip. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you know, I'm on that. So let's let's say this. Let's say to kind of put things in perspective. Let's just say that there was only out of those 825,000 wallets, one person owned each one. That means, which is super not accurate, but let's just say it was to make this more conceptually understandable to people. That means there's only 825,000 people in the world out of 8 billion that own one full Bitcoin or more. Think about that. <laughs> we live in Los Angeles. How many people live here? I don't know. A lot. I feel like a lot of people out here probably have them are on the Bitcoin game compared to most other places I'd be like surprised. per capita. Oh, really? I'd be, yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Where do you think's the biggest population? Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Americans are we're usually pretty far behind when it comes to a lot of things. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Let's be hey, honest. Hey. Especially technology. Are you kidding me? I mean, we're just we're I mean, really, we are really not that. I don't think we're that bright. As a, I'm not even getting honest. political here, but I was saying this the other day to a couple of people. I'm like, how is this voting process not easier? Oh, like recounting fucking ballots and shit. It's like, it's yo, embarrassing. just fucking, fucking do it crypto. It, it will be. One day it'll be on blockchain. That's actually already happening overseas. Not here because we're not smart enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm not lying either. Other countries are already using blockchain, which is the underlying technology of, of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. It's called blockchain technology which is a fancy way of saying computers like, talk to my, each other. My thought, my yeah. thought is, though, there's always going to be a hacker who will eventually break it, right? Anything um, will come out of date sure. eventually. Sure. Eh, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Um, what would you say? I'm saying, like, ha I, I, I was like, I feel like a hacker could eventually break it, but then when I was saying that, I was like, so could they break any crypto or anything? Well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to break Bitcoin itself. That, that wouldn't be possible, that they could hack where people are holding their Bitcoin. And that stuff happens because your Bitcoin is very valuable and people want it. Yeah. You know, the same way people hack bank accounts. And people that, are like, and, oh, that would never happen. But well, they get their credit card and goes, hacked and, all the time. And that goes every back day. to the old heads being scared about Venmo and shit because that's yeah. some shit that it's just some shit that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think about that much. I know. I mean, but we're also born in the 90s, right? We're born in the 90s. We've, we've grown up with technology. <laughs> so it's easy to us. I mean, look at your setup here. This is daunting to me, and I'm bro, 30 years old. Bro, I'm a fuck. I'm not even no. I ain't no uh, electric guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even like I just learned, man. I just, uh, I've always liked, you know, video games or Super Nintendo at least. But nice. I'm not. I don't even consider myself as what I'm saying. Like anybody yeah. who's like that great at doing anything technical. Like this could all be done better. Sure. But I'm just getting. I'm just, yeah, it looks terrible. But I'm. But I'm just getting it done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying I got the best shit, but I, I just. Yeah. I'm just learning. Like we were saying it from the jump. Yeah. Just trying to fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So to, um, to kind of go back. So, yeah. So basically overall, if someone did want to get involved and if they don't, that's fine. And I, like I said, that's, you know, that's totally fine. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people are going to sit on the sideline for a very long time as they have been for a long time. I sat on the sideline for a very long time, a very, very, very long time. So how did it feel when you got in the game? When, they, when felt good, <laughs> felt good. <laughs> well, once I, once I understood even a, like when, but you have to realize when I got involved, I didn't know 99% of the stuff I'm rattling off now, 99% for sure. Bare, I mean, for sure. 
I just had a good friend who I trusted. We talked about Johnny Hammersticks from college. Johnny Hammersticks. He's the one, he messaged me and he was living in Europe, right? He wasn't here. He was living abroad. And he messaged me. He's like, hey, you've probably heard about some of these things, but there's, there's something going on. Like, I don't know where you're at financially, but if even $100, you should just throw it into this and see what happens. I said, okay. I, I mean, you're a smart guy. He studied math at KU, you know, really bright guy. And I trusted him. I was like, it's a hundred bucks. I blow a hundred bucks on stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, for real. Like, why not? I'm like, worst case scenario, I just blew a hundred bucks. Yeah. Really though. Come for on. Real. For real. <laughs> you know? I can think of yes. so much shit. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> You'll beat yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I know where your mind was oh, going, shit. but we won't go. <laughs> but anyways. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say is that there is, there's something that is really important because sometimes people will look at this and they go, okay, Bryce, or okay, Jack, you know, Bitcoin is currently 15,000 bucks. I don't have 15,000 bucks. Welcome to the club. None of us really have $15,000 just (laughs) sitting in cash in the trunk of our car. Like we don't have 15 grand at blow, but what's cool about it is you can actually buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. Like you could get on right now. That's what I was saying. That's that's where it's at. You could buy $10 worth of a Bitcoin, which is cool. Right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think about it, Jack, let's say you bought 10 bucks a month ago. Now it's worth $15 because it's gone up 50% in value. It's the same thing. It's just fractional. So there's something called dollar cost averaging, which I think is really smart. This is actually what the majority of people will like if you call up with like a financial advisor, nine out of 10 of them are going to, like, even if you're going to buy stocks, you're like, hey, I want to buy a bunch of stocks of Apple. They're probably going to tell you the dollar cost average, which is a fancy way of saying, like, let's say you had $1,000 just like in a bank account. You're like, you know what? I really just want to invest this for my future. Well, rather than spending all $1,000 at once, you spend $100 10 separate times. That's going to allow you to get in at over like an overall average of the market because you might spend a thousand dollars today on Apple shares and they might drop by 10% tomorrow. So you might be at 10% in one day, but if you bought them over the course, let's say you're going to spend a thousand bucks to blow. You spend on Apple shares a hundred dollars each time every week for 10 weeks. Well, now you're going to get more of like an average price. It's more of a smarter way. The only way you would necessarily not want to do that, because there are some people that don't do that. And to be honest, that that's not something I actually really do, but a lot of people do it is, but you have to be really watching the market, spending more time because then you're really trying to buy a dip, you know, because all of us, like, let's say, you know, Bitcoin right now is at $15,000, you know, November 7th, or whatever it is, 2020, right? Anyone can look this up on Google, right? It's right there. 15.5 basically. Right. Well, let's say tomorrow, which it could, let's say it just drops to 3000 bucks, which it could obviously to do that, that, you know, everyone would be, have to be selling it, right? The whole market would have to be selling their Bitcoin for it to just, just plummet, especially one of these like institutions that own lots of Bitcoin, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin. Let's say they turn around and just sold them all. Well, that's going to drop the price of Bitcoin. If it was going to drop way low, that would be a buying opportunity. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. So if someone wanted to do that, if they had some capital, they could kind of watch. And let's say they're like, hey, Bryce, you know, you know, Bitcoin is $15,000 right now, but I have a thousand bucks and I'd rather do that. Okay, great. 
will then get on Coinbase, do your KYC, use Jack's link in the, in the whatever. And then as soon as it's there, spend your thousand bucks on a massive dip. And then you can either, you have two approaches, just like any kind of stock, you'd have, you'd be a buy and hold, meaning you're going to buy it and really kind of forget about it. And you're just going to look at it later on. Right. So a lot of people do with like their commodities, like precious metals, gold, silver. And it's also kind of like a good way to save money. Like, you know, I've done some stuff with silver. I don't own silver anymore, but I know you and I have talked about that. And, you know, it's funny because when I first bought my silver, you know, after like the little conversion fees, after I sold it a few years later, I almost got back the same amount of money. Like I didn't even have that much. I think I had like a thousand bucks or something worth. And by the time I sold it, even after all the fees, I got about a thousand bucks back. So it was like an almost, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, yeah. but actually I kind of skipped over that little inflation period, you know, because if I left that thousand dollars in my bank account, you know, for those three years, technically that thousand dollars would have gone down in value. It's an interesting way to think about it. That's a little bit. It's a little bit different, a little more, a little deeper way to think about it. But either way, it's kind of like a savings account. That's kind of what it turned out to be for me. Hey, that's cool. It's just one way to kind of diversify. And I, I, I could have ridden some nice gains, but it just, it didn't really go. It was too, you know, it was fluctuating too much. And I was kind of, I needed the money at the time. And so I sold it uh, and is what real? it is. Uh. So, you know, that, that'd be your first thing is kind of like a buy and hold, or you could be more of a flipper, like you were stating. Hey, I bought it at 10,000 and went up to $15,000. I sold it, made 5,000 bucks. But if you're going to do that and you're going to use a centralized exchange such as Coinbase, okay, you have to understand anything that happens on a central exchange, whether this anything to do with crypto or even your stocks. Let's say you own 20 Apple shares and you have an Edward Jones or Charles Schwab or Fidelity. If you sell that for profit, you bet your butt that company is going to send a form to the IRS because they're required by law to do that. It's law. They have to do it. So the IRS gets that form and they're going to come after you for those capital gains taxes, whether it's short-term capital gains or long-term capital gains. That can be different by the state so people can look that up for themselves. But short-term gains means that you're you're profiting or you're taking that out. There's some kind of money conversion back into your Is that a higher account. tax? Then? Yeah. Short-term capital gains has higher tax. So if you go over... If you go over 12 months, 12 months in one day, it's like 12 months. And I think, it, I think you really have to do it like 12 months and then the second day after. So I wouldn't do like 12 months and then one day after I'd wait at least two days just to be safe, hundred percent. But then you do long-term capital gains and you actually pay less taxes on that. So there's some incentive to hold I get it for it, at least a year. It's still kind of crazy. What, which part is crazy? Just the fact that you can't just flip it and pay the same. I, I get it. It makes sense yeah. for some reason though. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. It's just, they probably do that, honestly, to bring more structure to the market, um, which is like we were talking about, remember we were talking about like the basis of economics is incentives, right? Yeah. How are people incentivized to do this or yeah, that? That's really that. the basis yeah, of economics, shit. right? So they probably, I'm sure they put that in place because it was probably all the same thing once. And then people were probably flipping it so quick. They probably landed, ran into liquidity problems, to be honest with you, where there was so much happening. They couldn't even really keep track yeah. of of what's going on, where's where, what's the supply of this stock. And so they probably had to create some kind of incentive to encourage people, to incentivize people to hold their stocks a little bit longer. And that's going to bring more structure to the market, make it a little bit more fluid. And so they didn't run into liquidity problems. I don't know that, but just due to my understanding of economics, I bet you that's why that was created. That really is the only sense. reason that would make sense. Yeah. So I'm sure that's where it came from. Makes sense. Yeah. 
what we do you know like around what the percentage difference is for the short term versus long term? Uh yeah, it's going to depend on where you are. So short term like, capital, yeah, you're saying state to state, it can change. So like, absolutely. So and short- I'm sure Vegas is something interesting like that. <laughs> yeah. Right? So like, yeah, don't, don't they have some of the craziest laws on that yeah, type of shit? Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't know Vegas laws. I'm not a gambler, so to be honest with you, so I don't really know those. Laws. <laughs> What's the most you put on a hand before? Twenty bucks. I haven't done much more than that, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'm really not a gambler. I'm an investor, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm an investor, not a gambler. That's the best way I can that put makes it. makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, if I do, I'll put like 20 bucks on black or red. And, and if I'm, if I turn it from 20 to 40, I'll take the 40 in my beer. <laughs> That's the only thing I've ever done in Vegas. Like, I'm just, this is not why I go to Vegas, but, oh, but, um, but no. So short-term capital gains is usually taxed as regular income. So whatever your regular income is based on your state, that's what it's usually based off for short-term capital gains. If you go long-term capital gains on a federal level, you'll pay zero, 15 or 20% based on just basically how much profit that you're making. But what's sweet though, Jack, get this, and this is really cool. And this is good to know if you decide you want to get into this as a flipper is that on a federal level, not a state, we're not talking state because you're gonna have your state taxes and they have capital gains right? But on a federal level, at least for now, unless, you know, Biden wins and does decide to impact that, but at least as of right now, the capital gains are 0, 15, and 20. Well, if you file as a single individual, right, you're not married or filed jointly or anything like that, and you make under $40,000 in in long-term capital gains, you pay 0%. So you can make $39,000 of profit in long-term capital gains and pay 0% tax on that at a federal level. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. It's pretty solid, honestly. Pretty solid. So then what would it, and then at the state level, you were, that's what you were previously saying, it'd be around 10, 15, 20, depending on, or was that short-term? Well, zero, 15, and 20 is based on long-term capital gains at the federal level. But what about the state? The state level is going to depend on their taxes. I mean, each, like California is expensive. We have the highest. Uh Yeah, this is by far the the worst taxes. (laughs) Even more than New York and New Jersey and shit? Yeah, we have the worst. Yeah. Yeah, they're not far behind. Jersey's right behind us, but. But we have the worst, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that is, that's a different discussion. Um, but on a side note, there's a really fantastic book. If someone is extremely nerdy from me and loves economics and loves this kind of stuff, there's a guy named Andrew Henderson. He wrote a book called The Nomad Capitalist. It's fascinating. Get it on Amazon. You'll love it. Ten bucks. And that reminded me as we're closing up here, a good, a good buddy, good old uh, high, uh, college roommate, freaking uh, Donnie Islands. Tell me about his book. What, what, what's, Dude, yes. Yeah, tell me about his Dude, got going people on should there. go out and buy this book. This is, I, I'm, I'm excited. I actually haven't started. I literally, I've actually been traveling. I think I think you're aware of that. So I actually just got back to California. I just opened, I just got back to California November 1st. I just opened it up and I'm finishing the, nom- the Nomad Capitalist. Um, I should be done in the next few days and I'm starting Donald's book. So the book is called Within. I've known Donald. You've known Donald. We've known Donald about the same amount of time since 2009. Rock chalk. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> From the University of Kansas. And we met freshman year, obviously. He, I remember he's freshman year. Oh, he's a good man. Oh, he's one of my best friends. He told me straight up, even freshman year, that it was his, his dream one day to write a, like a legitimate story. Oh, really? Story. I didn't know that. Yeah, Shit. he wanted to write a screenplay. Because he was a film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his real dream was like write a, a screenplay, and he still wants to do that. But a lot of screenplays come from books, right? 
And so he was like, how do I get into the screenplay game? Well, let me just back up. I can write a novel. Now, he's always loved like mystery thriller, thrillers and he loves to travel. So he's created this story about um, this gentleman who I believe his name is Eric. He lives in New York City and something happens in his life. I haven't started the book, but I know something happens throughout his travels. Um, it's based on this murder thriller book. I mean, I've heard some really oh, good damn, reviews. Damn. I, I didn't know he was even going on that route that much. I saw, yeah. a, I, I saw a post and I think I followed it. But I was like, dang, I need to get this book too. You should. You get the book. He, he dropped it pretty recently. That was like yeah. a month ago or oh, something. Oh, he like, just hey, dropped yeah, it. Like, you can get it on, on Amazon, like a hard cover copy, or you can get it on Kindle. And we can drop the, should I, we'll drop the link below too. I'm on the audio book game these days. So there I'll you go. It. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, no, you should get it, man. <laughs> Obviously, you've you got to support the homies. And, Donnie, you know, this is something he's put a lot of time in. And, you know, Donald's traveled all over the world, you know. Um, he really has. And even if you look at the cover, it it shows some really cool places. It shows New York city, which is where the main character I believe is from, but then it also shows a picture of Rio because Donald's been to Brazil, you know, he's traveled through Central America and done a lot of traveling in Europe and too. So a lot of the, the book is based around like his travels as well as his love for like murder mystery novels. So Shit, I'm it? stoked to read yeah, it. dude. You should totally get oh, it. Yeah, I'm, People I'm should get it. it. I'm I mean, on it. It has good reviews. And I, Donald's been thinking about this and putting time into this for years. He even told me one of his favorite cities in the world is Lisbon, which is in Portugal. And he even told me when he was there, which this was back. He was in Lisbon when I was in Italy. So that would have been 2011. So even in 2011, he was formulating. I mean, this story has been in the works for a long time. He's put a lot of I love hearing that. blood, love sweat and tears. I mean, kind of like what you're doing, that hustle, that grind for years. And now it's coming into fruition. It's here. Yeah, dude, you should totally get the book. Definitely going I'm probably going to force you. Definitely. No, no, you, you don't got to, man. <laughs> yeah. That's why it popped in my head. You yeah. were talking books. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to get both of these, man. But That's right. Because I saw Donnie drop this book. I'm like, I'm on it, man. Absolutely. I got some credits I got to use. I've let him build up the past couple months. There you go. They make there you, you go. Are, you, are you an Audible subscriber? I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they, like, you got to, what is it? How many credits you get a month? Uh, well, the thing is, I'm, I'm actually using Three? someone else's account. Uh, it's not my own. I'm too cheap. Hey, good for you. I think they give <laughs> yeah. me, I think I'm on like one every two weeks. So I got, got like two you. a month. So I, I got, know the, the I got like four built up. I'm like, all right, solid. I got, I got to get some shit. Well, I wonder. I don't see. To be honest, you'll have to ask Donald. I know for a fact you can get the hardcover copy on Amazon, and you can also buy the Kindle version on Amazon. I don't know if there's an like. I don't know how that see, works. I'm Audible. already getting excited about audiobooks, but that, yeah. Hey, I can have him come out here do it on this shit. Dude, you should have him on a podcast. You should have him on a podcast. He could even fucking record his. I'm sure, dude. That'd yeah. be dope. he's actually done. He's done one interview. Already with our, our friend Drew Taylor. You actually, he's a good friend of mine. You met him in Mexico. Yeah. 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 So he good actually, good, 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 oh yeah. yeah, he's a really good friend of mine as well. Um, and um, he had him on. Drew has a, a pretty serious following in the digital nomad space. He has his own brand called DNU, Digital Nomad University. And he has thousands of followers. So he's got a pretty solid um you know, just observation base, and Donald came on and just crushed. Yeah, I'm have to reach out to Donnie, get him on here. Donnie. You should yeah, even man. like an online Facebook or something. I know he'd really appreciate the shout out. Oh, so yeah, yeah, but um, but no, dude. I mean, I think I really think that's pretty much a, a pretty good segment on crypto. This obviously so... been really focused on Bitcoin. Um, but I do want to ask you: Do you have any questions? Because obviously, this is a little bit newer in your life. You know, from where you're at. Because maybe some people have similar questions so are there any i know we covered a lot but yeah i mean that's where i feel like i butted in too much just saying shit you know throughout the podcast but sure like, that, that's kind of how i just i try to spit them when they're in my head or else I'm a yeah type dealer especially when i'm smoking up and shit so. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> that's but, what makes us fun, dude. But like, and that's why I asked yeah. a, a little while earlier, maybe however yeah. long ago, it was just like the simplest way, just go on the app, sign up. Because right. you can get, I think, just the thing I want to stress to everybody myself that I'm yeah. telling myself is you can sign up for any amount and still um, get the same results in terms of total percentage gained. Yeah. So that that's big. And I think it just is a matter of just clicking it, signing up, figuring it out, doing a little more research. Yeah. Staying in tune for one of the another eight segments coming up. <laughs> you know what's crazy, yeah. dude? What? You know, that I meant to say earlier? Yeah. This is fucking episode number 52. One year in. One year in, bro. Are you serious? Dude, congratulations to you, brother. One year in right That's now, That's awesome, man. dude. I feel, I'm feeling lucky to be here, man. It's Hell like, yeah, seriously, man. it's an honor almost. <laughs> in, in a way. Congratulations. I meant to say from the jump, I'm like, yeah, having because I was thinking, yeah. I was like, yeah, my boy back on, Bryce. Yeah. One year in, man. It's been a ride. It's been Damn, a fucking dude. ride, Good dude. for you, man. Well, how, I mean, how does it feel? I mean, obviously, you've been on the grind and recording. And I mean, I remember when you first started, even your get up. I mean, this is a whole other level. I'm just ready to get fucking doper, man. Go harder. Yeah. That's it. that's about it, dude. Awesome. That's how I sum it up. But dude, it's it's been a ride though. It's been fun, man. Yeah, fucking kicking dude. it like yeah. And then like having all different types of people on, man. From you know whether it's somebody growing or somebody who's making something in the cannabis space or talking right now right. about crypto, right? You know, but just like having some dope conversations, man. Keeping it real, dude. Yeah. Well, I I, I like this kind of conversation as well because it's very laid back. It's chill. Like, obviously, your, your audience is very geared towards cannabis, but it's cool that they can be interested in cannabis, but also get a very simplified discussion on what on earth is Bitcoin. And that's what I would encourage you to put as the title, like, what is Bitcoin simplified? Because I think people need to know about this. And honestly, I was excited that you asked me to be on here about this because I want people to know about it, you know? I mean, people need to know about this. This is very important. And whether they're going to, you know, a lot of people are either going to understand this now or later. And I was saying the same thing to myself when Bitcoin was $5,000. And now it's at $15,000. And it's already been as high as $20,000. And I think we're going to be back there pretty soon. No no idea if that's true or not. It could go down. But buy that shit up. Yeah, things things are moving in that direction. So it's probable. I think it's good to do these, and this has been amazing these past two. I think it's going to yeah. be good to, you know, just because we're boys and shit kicking it anyway, yeah. to do these, like, ever, however long month, couple month check-ins. Right. To just, like, see how the game's going. Dude. Right? Yeah, like, yeah because they'll be like, downs yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. They'll be down like, times we, we as well. We did the last one, like, a month ago. This has been a month. Maybe next one's yeah. however long away, but just, yeah. like, check-ins. Like, okay, maybe this is the fluctuation. This is what's happening. Right. So people can tune in. But. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I will say the one other thing here, and then we can wrap this up if you like, is so there is this idea of custodianship. And all that really means is that you have, someone is holding your Bitcoin. Because if you think about it, if you're going to be buying Bitcoin, right? I mean, it, <laughs> you're, you're buying a piece of Bitcoin, right? If you don't know that, if you don't understand the technology or whatever, you could lose it. I mean, you just don't know. Because basically there are Bitcoin addresses, which are these huge long of strings of numbers and letters. This is the cryptography, right? So it doesn't say Jack Waltering's Coinbase wallet, right? <laughs> it has a big long string of numbers and this is what keeps you and your name private. Crypto, it's cryptography, right? This is good. It gives you as an individual more security and privacy back to your name. Because right now in the U.S. dollar system, neither of us have any <laughs> privacy or security at all. We're fucked. 
<laughs> you, you heard it. We're fucked. <laughs> you heard it right here. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I was just playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I don't. I never want to come across as like a doomsayer because no, well, that's no, not what this is. I know, is. dude. You're the opposite of that. You're. Yeah. I tell people. I tell people when I'm when, yeah. when I talk about Bryce. I'm like, you are the most like optimistic motherfucker I know. Oh, I appreciate that. For real, I appreciate. And I, that. I, not even necessarily optimistic. Just fucking high energy, good energy. Fucking just. Moving, man. Stay, stay moving, dude. That's a, dude, right. You know what I'm saying. Never slow down. Never grow old. Tom Petty said it best, oh, baby. Shit. My uh, guy who used to come to the bar I used to work at would say, "Yeah, um, keep moving fast enough. Your age will never catch up with you." I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I'm probably gonna steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, shout out to guy. Guy was going hard, man. Is it was his name Guy? Yeah, yeah, guy. He would come in. He drink right. his Pinot Grigio, but he was. Fucking still doing work, still going hard, still enjoying life, still getting up at like five in the morning nice. doing training. He'd like show me his trainer and shit. Sometimes yeah. he's like, hey, he's like, she, she looks pretty good, huh? <laughs> but bartending, you get some crazy funny regulars. I love uh, guy though. Guy's a good one, man. That's cool that you're saying 5 a.m. I've actually, we, we don't have to talk about this on the podcast. I'd even be down to talking about it another time, but uh, the morning routine, getting pretty serious about the morning routine and, oh, fuck yeah. you know, getting real dialed in and, this is the most dialed than I've ever been on a morning routine and it feels great. Oh yeah. The production is at a whole nother level I've never been at. So that feels good. And you know, yeah, that morning I mean, routine I, I is mean, so important. I, I mean, I was planning on cutting it, but I kind of want to hear about this. So give me a little, give me okay. a little quick. <laughs> <laughs> sure, so, so, sure. So tell me a little bit. Here. So this is actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say if ironic is the right word, but we'll just use it. It's kind of ironic. I've actually never read the book and I've, I started the book today on my audible when I was working out is there's a book on, I mean, you can get it anywhere, but it's called the miracle morning. Have you heard of that book? Is that about fucking hand jobs in Thailand? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> miracle morning. One you don't want to wake up from, uh, oh, but geez. no. So the miracle morning is <laughs> Check. juice on the loose. I love it, baby. Oh, um, but no, the miracle morning is just a book. It's a concept about if you can learn how to be in control of your morning and like a legitimate, in legitimate control of your morning, waking up at a certain time, having an extremely dialed in routine, it puts you in a different mindset. You know, the idea is if you own the morning, you can own the day, right? Makes sense. Makes sense. And it's waking up early, you know? So like to kind of give a real life example, like now I have a set morning wake up time. I have certain things I do in the morning. I have certain things I want to get done. And I do those things. I don't allow my, I don't allow myself to do anything else until I get those things done. You know, and it, it, it might seem boring or whatever, but when you get up, like nice and early before the sun, you're watching the sunrise, you know, getting your vitamins or supplements or whatever people want to do or read a book or meditate, whatever people do. You just get into a different mindset. You just own the morning. You feel great. You're kicking butt. Like you're just doing your thing, you know, and it, it creates that kind of morning repetition where you're just, it's that discipline, and that I, compounding and I, and I need to get there. And right now in the past months I've yeah. had, I've had the opportunity to doing true bud stuff and just nice. kind of having more of a free schedule and shit. Yeah. But I still find myself being a night owl. And, yeah, and that's only, and that's the only thing that was always hard for me. Cause I right. bartended for 10 years. I'm like, yeah. I can't with that job or these people who have these other night gigs and stuff. That's right. what was always hard to kind of fuck with my head a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I know the morning routines that kind of where it's at is what is like, 
all out there, but I would be like, I, I can't. I'm going to bed at like 3 a.m. Yeah, and like, that's tough, and that's tough. And, and so it's like own your to me yeah. to me just on a kind of a flip side throughout yeah. the years. It was kind of like own the night. So like the morning, I would sleep in a lot, right? But like or like just get good sleep. To what people would be late, you know, you go to bed at three, you get up at eleven. That seems so late to other people, but it's only eight hours. Yeah, and so. you know what? Maybe that's okay though, because maybe like let's say you do okay for the, the person out there who's like okay, I kind of like this idea, you know. Like, I think, I think a great morning routine, and this could be anything to anyone, it could be different to anyone, but obviously wake up early for someone, let's say someone who does have like an eight to five, there are plenty of people who do the miracle morning. This might sound absurd. There's a lot of people who do this. And if you can get in the routine, you're going to love it. You wake up 4.30, get a good workout, even if that's, you know, 50 pushups next to your bed, waking up, doing your morning routine, whether that's drinking coffee, having tea, maybe people want to read a book, maybe people want to meditate, maybe people want to listen to music or work on a business or, I mean, you just never know. Maybe some people are religious and want to read the Bible. I don't know. That's cool. But whatever your morning routine is, you just got to get into it. But even let's say someone who's like, it's three in the morning, you know, I get off and I'm sleeping till 11. Cool. Well then wake up at 11 and do that routine. It can still be your morning oh, exactly, routine. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's kind of what I wanted to say too, is because yeah. I, I don't think it's really, I've never really heard it talked about or expressed yeah. is like just from being in that industry or that, that late night lifestyle yeah. is it goes underestimated that there's a lot of working people doing that. Right. So, you know? So it's like, I feel like maybe there's a demand, maybe there's a demand for some more talk like that, you know? Cause yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of like, just to me, it was doing the right shit before bed. And oh, then, sure. And just, yeah. Maybe it's a night routine yeah, for some yeah. people. That's what I'm saying. For me, it was a night you routine, know? but it's weird though when you're in yeah. that for doing it for being in the fucking night owl for 10 years that's dude, a long time it's a long man. time it's a hard long habit to time. break sometimes i'll do good yeah. for like a week and then like right. sometimes i feel like i just need my sleep i was fucking i get it i get it well my main thing is i try to do it five days a week monday through friday and this is new to me too i haven't been doing this for years like this is just something i'm more so recently getting into you know and uh i mean it's been awesome so far plus when you're waking up early you get tired earlier as well. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm a night owl. Well, it's a little bit different if waking yeah. up at 530 in Straight the morning up. every day. All of a sudden you're like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. And you're like, all right, well, I'm actually, I'm actually tired. <laughs> and the whole idea behind the miracle morning, like I said, it's so funny because this is something I've been hearing about for years, Jack. I, I first was told a, a friend of mine named Miles that I, I really did respect in the space. He was like, dude, you need to read this book, Bryce. Like, you've got to trust me. This was 2012, 13, 14. And since then, I've been meaning to read the book, but I'm familiar with its content. I've done like the cliff notes and all that. And the content is there. The whole idea is get up early, do your thing, be productive, because you just feel so much better. Number one, you get way more done, way more done, way more done, like insanely more done. Because the idea is we wake up and what do we do? We look at our phones. A lot of people just scroll social media and before you know you're there for 20 minutes, you haven't done anything. <laughs> Nothing is better. Your that's, eyes are probably hurting. Yeah, funny, your eyes are just blasted with blue light, right, <laughs> from all the technology. So it's like nothing really happens. But then the idea is this, is that if you can get into the morning routine and maybe you're someone who's not in this late night thing, realistically, how productive are we being past 10 p.m.? I don't know. That's a very good question. I know. But, but it, it depends. But exactly. But, and that's but, what's cool. It can but, vary. Yeah, it can vary. Besides everybody else that I'm talking about, that small few who yeah. are doing the late night shit, but yeah. in general, very probably minimal. Exactly. And so a, a lot of the a lot of the content, like I said, I'm really just now getting into the book, but obviously it's waking up at a consistent time and then doing something for yourself. 
Because a lot of times we're waking up and we're looking at social media. That's not doing anything for us. It could be something as simple as, hey, I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to get some coffee and I'm going to come back and do anything for me. Anything. It could just be, it could literally just be, I'm going to come back and sit in bed with my <laughs> cup of coffee and I'm just going to chill out for five minutes and like think about what I want to do with my day or sure, goal set. Fun. Or say some positive affirmations because we really beat ourselves up these days as people. We're so negative towards ourselves, always talking down to us. Maybe you spend five minutes just saying, hey, you know what? I'm a good person. I'm going to have a great day. <laughs> like it's, it sounds so stupid, but that could be big for someone. It's just crazy. But oh, maybe some self-positive affirmations. Write something down. Learn a new language. Like that's one of the things I'm doing in mine is I'm starting to learn Spanish. Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm happily married to a Hispanic woman and my Spanish is terrible and it's embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sick of it. So I got to do it. So now that's built into my schedule where I'm at least putting 30 minutes in and I'm just using the Duolingo app. It's free on my phone. I'd probably be spending that 30 minutes doing something else anyways. It's like little things like that. Then you have that compounding effect where it's going to add up over time. So I don't know. Maybe if someone's inspired by Bitcoin on this, maybe they wake up in the morning or before night, they're going to spend five minutes learning about cryptocurrencies. YouTube is amazing. But when you go on Coinbase, there's a whole news section. A lot of the articles we're going over today are from Coinbase. You can spend five minutes a day and read one article a day, and you're going to learn so much about this. And if you take action on this, this might, but most likely will, but it technically might massively, substantially benefit your finances. That's worth five minutes a day. Shit. In my opinion. Shit. You, you heard it. I don't here. know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just some goofy kid from country Minnesota. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. Oh, oh, shit. No, thanks again for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Dude, it was just like last time I could go another. Oh, shit. I what feel like that's right around last time, dude. I was like, where are we at? Because last time I was like, dude, I got to take a leak. Right around this time, I was like, dude, I got to go. 141. I think last time it was like 139. Dude. Dude. Beautiful thing. You love to see it. Love to see Good it. Good shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate you, Juice. Appreciate you having me on. I'm I'm feeling a little uh, humbled to be the, the 52nd week, man. That's pretty dope. Oh, man. This is Way a good dope. one. This is a good one, man. Yeah, dude. Big things. Big things. Stay true out there. Smoke Stay a fatty. True Buds TV. Or just don't even, just do whatever you want. Get some of this crypto. Let me know how it goes. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> This is True Buds, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this For my stoners, and for my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this, yeah Number one, it's the best, bringing in many special guests In the industry of cannabis, business owners to growers Even artists you know of, so sit back and just roll up The perfect show for my smokers, True Buds